Watson has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 10% It's time for the Youth Sports Show. Brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling. Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome to the Youth Sports Show brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling. Tell you what, you turn your air conditioner on today, tomorrow, if it doesn't go on, man, I would go and I would go right to the Donovan and Jorgensen uh, Heating and Cooling website and get them to come on out. Uh, it is an employee-owned company that I'm just a huge fan of, Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling, and thank you so much to them for sponsoring this show. You know, I get asked a lot, hey, how do you pick guests? How do you find guests to come on some of your shows? And, uh, you know, sometimes it just kind of happens. And my next guest, and shame on me for not calling him 10 years ago or five years ago when I started the show, but I was up in Wisconsin Dells uh, for the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. And they had to cancel this one a couple of times. This was the 2020 class. And I was asked by Coach Paul Wallersheim to present him. And so I was walking in with him, and, and right in front of us was a guy that I used to work with over at the Milwaukee Wave. And uh, Mike Hamilton was there, and I'm like, man, what's going on with you, Hamilton? What are you doing here? And he introduced me to Gary Schmidt. And I said, Coach, how you been? And we talked, and we were in line, and we just started talking for a while. And I said, what kind of things are you doing now? Because you retired from New Berlin Eisenhower, the girls program. And he started telling me all this stuff he's doing. He's busy, man. He's really busy. I said, Gary, why don't you come on my youth sports show? I had a guy all lined up for this week that had to uh, reschedule. And he did that about, I don't know, two weeks ago. So I had an open slot. And he said, I, I would love to do that. We are joined for the first three segments today. Gary Schmidt. Man, been around uh, a couple of sports in New Berlin for a while. He's a retired New Berlin Eisenhower girls basketball coach. 2020 Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. Uh, Gary, it was really good to meet you in person. Congratulations on on being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Well, first of all, thank you for having me, and uh, it's a pleasure to be on here. And I certainly thank you for all your efforts that you do for high school sports because. The visibility that you give these kids in the program is unbelievable. And as you know, around the state, high school sports are a big thing for the communities. And uh, it certainly was a big thing for me. So I'm certainly very pleased to be with you today and on your show. Gary, I'll tell you what. When we talked the other day, and we talked for a while, we found out that there, we have a lot in common, man. We have a whole <laughs> lot on, on the personal side, on, on us trying to walk worthy together, you know, on how we met our wives. And, and I told you, you can join that club of, of guys that have outkicked their coverage. For me to meet Bev and, and I'd spend um, a few minutes talking with her, what I, and I knew that uh, Scott, your son Scott, and I have known each other for a bit. Um, it was just really cool to get that, that uh, chance to talk to you and talk to Bev. And, and, you know, the Hall of Fame banquet, yeah, I can tell you, for people that might not be really in, in, into basketball, it, it's a long, it's a, a good two-and-a-half-hour um, event. But for guys like you and I, I could have sat there for another four hours and listened to Jerry Pettigrew and, and watched those videos. Well, I tell you, it was quite an experience. And first of all, too, 
I want to congratulate you because you're going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, and you were up there witnessing some other people getting in, but you're going to be in that seat in, a, I think, in a month or so. And as you know, it is quite an honor. It's, it's overwhelming. Yes. And uh, it, it's hard to even get your grasp your arms around because it, it all of a sudden becomes a reality. And um, I'd just like to tie, share a little bit about my emotions with this uh, Hall of Fame. Um, back when I retired at my retirement party, um, I was up there and I gave my farewell speech and everything was great. A lot of people, a lot of coaches I knew from um, coaching against. And then as I was done, uh, Coach Ebert, Jack Ebert from Greenfield, steps up and everyone was wondering, who is this guy? And he takes a microphone out of his hand and he says, uh, this guy up here that's just retired is going to be someday in the Hall of Fame. And he said some very, very nice words about me. And I was very appreciative. And it actually took me off guard that he would come up and do that. But he mentioned the Hall of Fame and, you know, you just think about Hall of Fame. I'll never get in the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's for the people that have greatness. And so you don't think much about it. So he calls me up about three months later and says, hey, they're going to have a vote on the Hall of Fame. And you've been nominated. And I go, wow, that's really cool. And I didn't expect to get in. He said, well, the vote was going to take place um, in two weeks. And so you should get a call, whether you, you know, you're in or not, but usually they call you if you get in. So two weeks go by, and I didn't get a call, and I thought, well, darn, I didn't make it. It was really just an honor to be nominated. So I sat back, so I was on a high and went down a low, but I was still very pleased that, you know, I was, I was even suggested for such an honor. So Jack calls me up. He says, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, the meeting was canceled. They didn't have the, they didn't have the vote yet. And I go, now my emotions go high again. And then unbeknownst to me, about three weeks later, I get a phone call from 608 number, Jerry Pettigrew, and he said, congratulations, Coach Schmidt. You've been voted into the Hall of Fame, and I must have dropped the phone, and because uh, I couldn't believe my, you know, what I was hearing. And uh, at that point on, it was just, it was unbelievable to think that not only was I considered, I was voted in, and it's truly an honor. And uh, you know that ceremony, you were there. It's it's incredible. It is incredible. I I agree, and and you know, mine was kind of. I can tell you a little bit, um, like yours, I, I I put my stuff in with Coach Wallershop, and they only have, I think, one or two assistant coaches that go in a year, and I didn't get in. Um, and, and I thought, oh, man. And so I didn't put my stuff in for the second year, for for 2021. And I got a call from a message from Jerry Pettigrew to call him. Well, every once in a while, we'll talk about things that are going on and that I can promote or talk about on, on these shows that I do. So I called him back and I grabbed a piece of paper thinking, okay, he's going to give me some dates on a tournament or something like that. And he said, hey, I just call and, and hopefully you're okay. I had congratulations on being inducted to the Hall of Fame. I said, Jerry, I didn't put my stuff in this year. He said, I know you didn't. You should have gotten in last year. And um, I did. I took care. I, I put your stuff in. You, the, you're in the – and I literally pulled over. And like you like you were, the emotions for me were like I, I couldn't drive home quick enough to tell my wife. You know? <laughs> exactly. I, I didn't want to call her and tell her that. I wanted to drive home and – you know, as we get older, we we get tears in our eyes a lot easier than when we were growing up. And I thought, man, you know what? I thought the icing on the cake for me is is I knew and Coach Wallersheim knew and some people close to me knew that that last year at Martin Luther was going to be my last. And we win a state championship. 
And the emotions of driving home from Madison were, were incredible because you start thinking of, of uh, you know, you edit out some of the, the bad stuff and you just start thinking about the good stuff. And there are so many just great memories of coaching. And I know there's some guys out there that, you know, might be listening going, man, you coached me, McGivern. You weren't all that that fun of a guy to be, you know, coached by. <laughs> and I understand that. And, you know, I've had to apologize to, to enough people, um, Gary, about that. But, you know, it just is, it is the emotion side of it. And to be part of that last weekend up in the Dells and just to, to, to there was so much coaching talent in that room, Gary, think about all the wins. I mean, your record, 358 and 85. 358 and 85, if we just start with you. But you should look around at all these guys and the amount of wins that were in that room. It was overwhelming for a guy like me. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I'd like to you know, take my hat to Joan Pettigrew for putting that oh, together. Man. Because this wasn't just the, you know, you know, some of the emotions – you know, leading up to this, and, and I thank my wife, too, because my wife took care of most of the logistics that I had to do. And you know what it is now to get stuff into Joan. She's very punctual, and she has it all planned out. You have to get pictures in and ring sizes and all the stuff. And my wife took care of all that for me. And, and to some degree, I didn't even feel the emotion. My wife had my whole family up to our cottage just last weekend to celebrate. And then it really didn't hit me probably until Sunday morning. And luckily, I had a little bit of car problems, so it distracted me a little bit. But Sunday morning, then I got back and I got dressed and I walked out and everyone's getting dressed. I'm thinking, we're all going to my induction. So you don't think about it until you, then you start driving, you get to Glacier Canyon, and you see all these signs that says, welcome to the Hall of Fame. And you're thinking, hey, you're part of this. <laughs> Pinch yourself. You're, you're going to be inducted in, in a short period of time. And it starts to really hit you. And when you walk in that place, you see all these people. And then you get there, and there's a lady. I, I, one of the things that started off my day perfectly was there was a, a young lady there who was pinning the corsages on my wife and the flower on me. And she says, I do this, and I get chills just thinking of you guys getting inducted. Now, she gets chills, and she's not even getting inducted. Can you imagine how I felt? Yeah. So I... they, they usher you into a room or have your pictures taken, you look around, you see all these other coaches, then you realize there was 10 coaches being inducted, and then they start announcing how many wins they had. You think, holy cow, there was an awful lot of talent. And it becomes a reality then, and the emotions then start running wild because you go back to your table, you see your family there to support you, but you have no idea the company that you're in until you're in it. And it really hits home then. And I tell you, it was very emotional, to say the least. Gary, so I, you know, looking at at um, the list of, of of people going in, uh, September twenty fifth is the date up in, in the Dells. The two that jump out when I tell people about this, I go, look, I'm I'm going to be inducted the same class as uh, Travis Diener and Devin Harris. Who doesn't belong in that group? You know, the three of us standing there, I, I got a feeling it's it certainly is me. But then if you look at that whole list, it, it is an incredible list. And there's so many, you know, uh, coaches that, that definitely um, warrant this opportunity. And, and uh, I look forward to this on the 25th. I've got some family. Two things. I have not gotten my pictures yet to Joan. And I hope my wife is listening because when you said Bev took care of all that for you, I, I'm hoping maybe she's listening to that because we're we're going to do that tonight. Not tonight. We're going to a wedding tonight. Tomorrow, this weekend, we're going to pick these pictures and 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 get everything I need to get 
uh, to Joan, uh, that's for sure. Hey, Gary, when um, when we talked up at uh, in at the Dells, and I said, look, what kind of stuff are you doing anything now? Um, I didn't realize the history of, of youth sports and all the things that you started and I have been involved in in the New Berlin area. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things that, that you've been involved with over the years when it comes to youth sports in New Berlin? Well, I got sort of a crazy start probably in, in coaching because um, my wife and I got married and I, I worked for an airline for quite a long period of time. And when you work for an airline, airlines never shut down. And I decided that the time after 12 years, we started having children. That, you know, I wanted to spend more time with my kids and coach them. So um, I took a step of faith and I, I resigned from the airlines and took a, a sales job. And I'm not sure I could have sold ice to an Eskimo or anything else to anybody, and but I took a chance and because um, I wanted to have a normal shift and so I could work with my kids at night and stuff. So I, uh, I took this job, and God blessed us, and uh, it panned out really well, and it gave me an opportunity to coach. So in New Berlin at the time, New Berlin Park and Rec was a, was a fine program. It still is to this day, but, you know, sometimes you get those competitive juices flowing, and our neighbors to the south of us, Whitnell, uh, program was very advanced. I would say they had traveling teams and they had a, a high level of baseball there. And so they were kind enough to invite some of our kids if we signed up for them to get involved with the program. And I started seeing the competitive nature of sports and how you had to, if you wanted to elevate your kids and get in, involved with a, a higher level, you had to go to a, get into a program that you had to start traveling and doing stuff like that. So a bunch of us parents got together, Coach Civicode and Clyburn, and we started a program, and uh, we called it the New Berlin Independent Sports Club. And um, we started this program, and uh, back in New Berlin, we started a traveling team. And uh, I think to this day it's called the New Berlin Magic now, but we, we started traveling. It's a little different than today. We, we traveled, but we went to Wausau, we went to Genoa City, we went to Reedsburg, La Crosse, things like that. We weren't going to Louisville or... Miami, but nonetheless, we were traveling, and the experiences were so good, and it was so fun to start there, because we had a lot of parents on board, and um, we all got together and got our oars in the right direction, and uh, turned out to be a really nice program, and we got uh, parents like Jeff Larch, who started running fundraisers and stuff to raise money so we could get uniforms for kids, who were completely independent, and uh, we started this program up, and, and migrated then to basketball, and we started traveling with basketball, and uh, it just has evolved as, as a very, I think, important part of New Berlin and their culture and the way things were, you know, were supposed to head in what direction. So it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun, fun memories. And I think I told you, too, the best part was our kids were going to tournaments with us, and they were spending time with their friends, but they were spending time with us, and they didn't even know it. 100%. And that was the best part. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, we're talking to Gary Schmidt, and we're talking youth sports, but I, I'm so, it's just, I'm blessed to have him on uh, to be able to congratulate him going to the Hall of Fame, um, meeting his wife, and, and it's interesting because, you know, he married his high school sweetheart. I started dating my wife the day after we graduated from high school. 47 uh, years they've been married, three children, it was Scott, Matthew, and Stacy. And then Ashley and John are, are the, uh, uh, the son-in-law and daughter-in-law, and they've got grandchildren, three of them, Harper, 
uh, Harrison and Kenzie. And, you know, as we talked, Gary, we're going to we're going to catch a cup of coffee and, and I better put about three hours aside because you and I start talking, man, nobody's <laughs> going to stop. I'll tell you that we're going to have Gary on for two more segments. That last segment, we're going to hang up on Gary. We're going to talk about him behind his back. With his son, Scott, and his, his son, Matthew, will join us that last segment. We'll talk about what it was like having a dad that was so involved in sports and these guys uh, playing sports for him. And I know that uh, they're going to want to congratulate him as well. And, and uh, I would assume most of the stories would be good. I might, I might, Scott might give me one that wasn't so good. He is Gary Schmidt, New Berlin Eisenhower. He was a boys coach and then the head girls coach. They won two state titles under him, uh, 2010 and 2016, his record, 358 and 85. No question why he belonged in the Hall of Fame, 358 and 85. We'll continue to talk to Gary on the other side. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling on 1250 AM, The Fan. I used to think that I could not go on. I'm going to let this go for a while, Mitch. There you go. Gary, I didn't choose this bumper music. This is total. Mitch, welcome back to the U Sports Show brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling, our special guest. Retired coach of New Berlin Eisenhower Girls Basketball Program, 2020 Hall of Fame inductee, Gary Schmidt. Gary, how you doing? You, you, you starting to like this music? I, yeah, I like being on the school. I like that. Great. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, when we were talking a couple of days ago, I think we have similar beliefs as to the importance of youth sports in our communities and, and the kind of lessons that our kids and sometimes our parents learn um, through youth sports. And, you know, we probably talked 20 minutes on, on how that's some of that has changed, some for the good and some for the not real good. And if you could talk a little bit about kind of the, the mission of what you believe youth sports brings to kids and families, um, what would you tell people? Well, I think it has a huge role in the upbringing of any, any child. And uh, not only because of the structure, but the competitive nature. And, and if you know how to handle it, you know, it, and I'm very flattered by you announcing my record, but, you know, coaching isn't always about wins and losses. I, I remember one of my friends who coached with us one time said he had coached prior to me coach. He said, you know, <clears throat> some of my most talented kids came from teams that were 0 and 20 in youth sports or 2 and 18. They didn't do very well, but they kept after it. And you know what? I, I think that's an important message to send the kids and the parents that <clears throat> give them something to get involved with, have them have a goal to try to get better at. And, and we all know not every kid's going to be great in basketball and not every kid's going to be great in football. But just the idea that they're participating, um, they're using time management, I, I think that's a big thing, time management. There was a study done one time, and I read that the, the more that their kids are involved with stuff, it's not just sports because obviously I'm a sports advocate, but whether it be dance or cheerleading or, or the play or whatever at school, you got you got four years in high school to do something. you got to prepare yourself as a youth to get there. And when you get to high school, you have to try these things. But they said that the grades were much better for kids that were participating in sports. And so when the kids are young, I even know my my um, my son and my daughter-in-law sometimes. I have my grandson, Harrison, who's six years old. He's already been to camps. And, he, and I, I actually coached him in soccer, which I probably had no business doing that. But uh, <laughs> I did that with my son. But uh, 
I did coach him in basketball this year, too. And my daughter-in-law said, boy, there's a lot of stuff going on. They have trials and all this stuff. And I said, you know, it's good. And in a way, I say it's it's a necessary, and I hate to use the word evil, but um, I think it's good structure because it goes back to what I said, too. If, if parents get involved, these kids, too, that they're part of their upbringing, they're part of the sports program. It's just developing in a way that the, these kids don't even know what's happening from a standpoint of parental guidance. And the parents are there. They're participating with them almost. I mean, I, I can remember when I was in in grade school, my parents loved me dearly, but they didn't come to watch me play. Nowadays, you go to tournaments and stuff, whether it's a fifth-grade tournament or grade, the parents are there supporting them, and it's great to see. I love it because I've always said there's nothing nice to see the love of parents for their kids. There's just something to be said about that. So youth sports encompass a whole lot of things that, the structure, the understanding how to work with other people, different coaches, how they will teach you different things. So all in all, I just think youth sports is just so valuable and so important. And you can imagine now that I'm retired, I'm really on my uh, my son, my, my uh, daughter-in-law, to help out with uh, nurturing my my grandchildren. Because now Kenzie, who's four, she went to her first soccer camp this last weekend out in Pewaukee, and um, it, it's pretty cool. So... Uh, youth sports is very valuable, so it's not going away. It should never go away, and it should only get better and bigger. Hey, Gary, you were a fan of your daughter-in-law before she was your daughter-in-law, weren't you? Well, that's an interesting story. <laughs> yes. Probably. It's a great story. <laughs> well, this is something that I can share now, and I'm, and I'm very I'm very happy to call her my daughter-in-law because I love her dearly. But um, when she was a senior on my basketball team, she was, it was, her name was Ashley Wilbur. She was probably should have been an all-state player, but she was one of these kids that had a drive. She tore ACL twice, once as a freshman and once as a junior. Oh. And she was still all-conference three times and honorable mention all-state. She was just a phenomenal basketball player. She had not decided not to play college because of her knees, and it was just too much wear and tear. And after two ACL surgeries, she said enough is enough. But as a senior year, my son, who was just, was out of college and was helping me, um, and there was a little age difference there, um, started coaching, and, well, I didn't think anything of it. And so one day I, I took Ashley and Amy Hammer up to a, all, I mean, up to a um, state game, and I took the kids a lot of times up there. I wanted them to get the feel of sure. you know, what the state was about, and so I took some juniors up, and we took a whole group up. And she was walking in front of me, and, and she said to Amy, she said, someday I'm going to marry that Scott Schmidt. <laughs> and I, I poo-pooed it and, and thought that, you know, she was just joking or she had a little crush on him. Well, little did I know that they would end up getting married and have my grandchildren. <laughs> you know what? I think that's just because the amount of respect that you had for her as a student athlete, man, and, and now, you know what, and she makes that comment and you go, yeah, whatever. You know, she just has a crush on the college boy. And now, you know, you, when you told me that, and, and I saw the pictures, the beautiful pictures of your family and stuff, and, and she's just, you know, you said, boy, she's a really good, tough, hard-nosed basketball player, and she's just such a wonderful daughter-in-law, and I love that story. You know, she says that, and sure enough, you know, prophecy, I guess, right? It, it came, came to fruition, and these beautiful, you know, beautiful daughter-in-law and grandkid. Um, I could tell you, Gary, it was, uh, it was so cool to, to watch. The video part, you know, some guys up at the Hall of Fame, some guys put a lot of stuff on their team or if they won a state championship. Yours was just full 
of family, and I and I'm going to take my direction from watching your video. Well, you know, first of all, let me just you know when you, when you coach for all these years, I have so 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 many fond memories of all my teams, uh, whether we won a state championship or not. Not one team was less or more valuable. They're all equal, and I appreciate that God gave me. I, I, I for years, I don't know if you ever read my articles when people interview me, but I always said. God put me here to coach for a reason, and it was truly my ministry. So every team I valued as much as the next, and I, I could have put pictures upon pictures of just wonderful moments that I've had. Maybe I'll have a chance to share a few of them with you before the show is over. But, you know, the thing is that the supportive factor, and you and I had this conversation on the phone the other day, is how your wife supports you, how your family supports you. You know, when you're working a full-time job and then you're coaching, being a head coach, as all the head coaches out there know, it's a full-time job. You don't do it just from November to March. You don't do it. You do it constantly. And and for years, my wife was our scorekeeper. She was involved. And um, when you have your whole family as part of, you know, living your dream, it was my dream, but they were living it with me and for me. And I wanted to make sure that uh, um, I showed them because it, without them, this would never have been, you know, possible. And I'm so grateful for them and blessed that, especially my wife, and you and, I, you and I talked about that too, that they would stand by us for all these years. And they had a lot of hardships with us and a lot of downtime when we weren't there, but they, they let us live our dream. And it, it's, uh, I was just very glad and, and proud that I could show pictures of my family. And having them there with me too was even more exciting. So it, it all came together and it was a, it was a beautiful moment. And, and I'm glad that you know us and I'm glad I could share it with other people because when it really comes what comes down to it's God's first family second. So um, we never want to lose perspective of that. Yeah, I, I agree. And like uh, Vince Lombardi said, faith, family, and the Green Bay Packers, well, it was faith, yeah. family, and New Berlin Eisenhower um, exactly. for Gary it was. Schmidt. It was. It, it, there's no <laughs> doubt in my mind. And, and uh, you know, I, I've heard nothing but good things about him. You know, and when you do what I do and you, you coach as long as I coached, you hear if you hear about, you know, just about everybody. And nobody that I've ever talked to has said, oh, that Gary Schmidt, I, you know what he did to me? Nothing. It's all been positive. And, and uh, for me to get a chance to meet him last Sunday as we stood in line uh, for him to, to get uh, introduced uh, and be inducted in the Hall of Fame was just a, a, a – and that might have been a God thing as well, Gary, for us to get a chance to know each other. I also met um, this week's guest for Faith in the Zone. And uh, you know him as the singer for the Milwaukee Bucks, the, the national anthem singer. Um, but uh, Ben Tynai is going to be on Faith in the Zone tomorrow at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. and had a chance to record that. And, man, first of all, you're talking about a guy who has a lot of passion for singing. He brought the house down, and he's coming back September 25th for that Hall of Fame induction, so I'm looking forward to seeing him again. But he, uh, that, that, you know, that Sunday up in Wisconsin Dells, I got a chance to book you as a guest, got him on Faith in the Zone. That was a good trip for me, Gary. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad I was part of it because uh, I, I had mentioned to you, I always wanted to be on your show, and I'm, 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 maybe this was the moment I was supposed to be on, but uh, again, I, I think it's great what you do for high school sports and the visibility and for me to be a part of it and share my story with New Berlin Eisenhower and, and the success that I've had. I, I said those, those, all those kids made me look good. And that's why I'm here talking to you today because uh, they did a lot of things to make me look good and, and get a lot of wins for me. But uh, the memories were, will go on forever and ever. And I'm, I'm just so grateful that I've had this opportunity. And it was, it was funny because I know my son has known you for a long time. Yep. 
and and then we had a chance to meet and talk and after we talked for five minutes, it seems like I've known you forever. So it yeah, was, I agree. Was great. So, I agree yeah. with that. We're gonna we're gonna get to a break. That last segment, Scott Schmidt and and Matthew Schmidt are gonna join us as we talk about you know growing up in a house, the dad that coached a lot of sports and he started organizations and and they played for him. Um, the, the, this next segment, Gary, I want you to think about some of the best memories you've had um, in the youth sports organ, uh, area and high school. And as this, you know, you, you start to, to think about your past and some of the things that you've been able to be a part of. I want to get a couple of your best memories, uh, not only from a youth uh, or, uh, side, but a high school side as well. And we'll do that on the other side of the break. He's Gary Schmidt, again, Hall of Fame member. Gary Schmidt, 2020 Class WBCA, uh, New Berlin Eisenhower girls basketball coach. He is now retired, but he's not really retired. He's still doing a whole bunch of stuff when it comes to youth sports, and we'll talk to him about his favorite memories on the other side. This is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling on 1250 AM, The Fan. to the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling. Our guest, one more segment till we get to his boys, Scott Schmidt and Matt Schmidt. Gary Schmidt, the retired uh, New Berlin Eisenhower girls basketball coach. Look, he's been involved in youth sports and high school athletics for a long time, and um, I'm just so blessed to have him uh, join us for the entire, well, almost the entire hour. We'll get to those Schmidt boys uh, after this. Gary, when you think about all the things you've done in sports, and I know that you're not going to be able to give me all of your favorite memories because we've got about 10 minutes here. When you start picking out some of your best memories um, on, on teams, on players, on family stuff when it comes to all this, what comes to mind for you? Well, um, that's a great question. I have a lot of them, but I'll just to tell you too quickly in, in youth sports. I remember when I coached my uh, boys, uh, my son Matthew and Scott were just one grade apart, so Matthew was pretty good basketball, so he always played up with us. And we were playing at Howard's Grove, and this is why I always told you on the phone the other day how valuable sports is. We went to Howard's Grove for a tournament. It was uh, the, the consolation game was at 6.30, and the championship game was at 8. Well, we were in the consolation game. We were in the locker room. And when we came out of the locker room, the gym was full. People just wanted to watch basketball. And my kids said, why are they here? And I said, they're here to watch you. And it was such a great moving moment to know that that many people wanted to watch the game. And it, it really caught on to me. And that, that was one of the things that hit me about youth sports. The other thing that I learned about from my daughter, is that my daughter did play sports as well, and I don't want to forget her. She made varsity one year as, um, as a freshman. And she was in the soccer. She was a very good soccer player. And I remember as a freshman, she was playing in a game. I was at Sussex Hamilton. I remember that. And I was there. My wife was probably at a comp. She was a special ed teacher, and she couldn't be there. And and at the end of the game, I was walking out there, and I sort of didn't. School. I said, you know, Stacy, why did you let that happen? And blah blah blah. And I, I was a typical. I was a parent that probably went over the top. Well, she started crying. Oh. So all the way home, I had to try to bribe her not to cry when we got home to mom. <laughs> I, I learned the lesson that how to treat your kids. And, you know, she tried. And, of course, as a parent, I wanted her to do better. And I learned a big, big lesson. And I think that carried over to my coaching. I learned a lot from my kids and how they wanted to be treated and stuff. So I think that it was a great example for me to learn that day. And I think I carried it on because 
in, in my high school days, I always wanted to treat these kids with utmost respect. And number one was as valuable as number 30. And I always wanted everyone to come in the gym having a great feeling, a great experience. And I always told them that, you know, there's two things I want after I'm done with coaching. One, that you left this gym knowing you guys had a great time. And number two, invite me to your wedding. Because if you invite me to your wedding, I know you probably still like me. <laughs> oh, those are the things I told them. But as far as the experiences and stuff, I, obviously I was very blessed to have um, Eisenhower has, have me there as their head coach for girls. But, you know, winning the state title with um, Miss Basketball, Nicole Bauman in 2010, and then winning, coming back in 2016. And my 2016 story was an interesting story, too, because I, I had a senior on the team at the time that was starting for half the year, and I had to make a tough decision, and her name was Abby Tyne. And I, I, I had an incoming freshman, I'm sure you heard of it, Julia Hanson. Yep. I had to make the decision to start her halfway through the season. But Abby never, never, never gave up. And she was disappointed, but she was a true, a true leader. And one of the biggest moments I was happy for me is she was probably the MVP of our state championship. Wow. She made two threes in a stretch run that just provolted us. In fact, we're having a five-year reunion next week at the Times House, but memories like that. And Casey Araney hitting two free throws when we were down by two with six seconds to go to tie the game against Green Bay Notre Dame, and she sunk them both, and we won on winning overtime. I mean, those are wonderful memories, but I also have memories, too, of games that we lost. That I, I remember telling my wife one time, she says, I, I remember the first day game, I said, I have to pray to God because I have to coach really a good game tomorrow. I really have to. I mean, this is important to the kids. I always wanted to try to remember that it was for the kids, not me, because these kids are going to take away so many memories. And um, that's what's important. It was so important to me that they could experience some of this stuff. And we also had hardships. I mean, I can remember the time that we were playing Grafton. They were number one in the state. They had one state the year before, and we were up by 13 with three minutes to go. And it was the perfect storm went south with for us. We, we lost the game by one point, and the kids were devastated. I was de- devastated. I had to question my coaching ability. Should I ever should I continue to do this? I think this was in 2006. Well, I learned from that experience, too. So the memories that you have, there's many, many of them. Um, 100%. And, 100%. And we're, we're talking to Gary Schmidt. Again, uh, 2020 Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame inductee, retired New Berlin Eisenhower girls basketball coach. And when I said, come on my youth sports show, Hey, look, high school youth sports show, it, it, it's kind of the same. It's the younger kids, but they're moving into the high school part of it. And Gary's been a part of all that. And when he starts talking about his family and he starts talking about coaching his boys, I just, man, it was just a perfect guest for a show like this because we have very similar beliefs, the lessons that, that, that our kids in our community can learn by playing sports, whether they're the best player or the player that's, that, that is sitting on the bench, but getting into games and coming to practice and working hard every day, Gary and I have very similar beliefs with with that, and I think it was important for us to have him on. Hey, Gary, what was the toughest loss you think that you ever had? The toughest what? Toughest loss. Oh, it was probably, well, first of all, before I get into that, I just want to say, talking about memories, too, you know, another great memory was I had a chance to coach with a lot of great assistants. I don't know if you remember Jeff Seth. Oh, gosh, Um, yes. Yes, yes, he was a, my first assistant, Mike Hamilton, Tracy Hahn, Andy Momfrey, Tom Vanderhoff, Krista Rohde, Erica Cook. A lot of good, those people, those are great memories, and they did a lot to me. I told you on the phone the other day that I listened to a Christian radio show one day, and they said, 
in order to be successful, surround yourself with great people. And I, I try to do that, and I think it works. So um, I was appreciative of that. But my, my toughest loss was definitely that, that drafting game. Yeah. Um, when we were up by 13, and you look at the clock and you think, we have a chance to go stay. In my wildest dreams, I never thought coming into this program, I wanted to win a conference championship. I never thought that we had the success we would. So with, with three minutes to go and you look at the clock, which no coach should ever do, I learned another lesson. You're thinking to yourself, we have a chance here. And um, everything went wrong in the last three minutes. And we even had a chance to win it at the buzzer. And ball went in and out. It was one of those things we just got deflated. But you know what? Sometimes with losses, you, you learn learn a great lesson, and I think I did. Um, and I, the kids were resilient. They were great kids. There was nothing that they did wrong. It was just one of those things where the ball didn't bounce away. They didn't go and hoop, and they made some unbelievable. I also give them credit. They're the ones that came back and beat us, and we didn't lose the game. They just beat us. But, you know, those things hurt, but you learn from them, and you, and you move on. And, and I think as a result of it, uh, I became a better basketball coach, and um, I think uh, hopefully, you know, we, we – got some success as a result of it for the rest of the program. Hey, um, did you ever watch tape of that? Did you watch film of that, that grafting game? I'll be very honest with you. I never could. No. It was so hard. It was just hard. Now, the games that we won and stuff, I, you asked my wife, I probably watched 100 times. It was 2010 and 2006. I watched them over and over. And even the game against Monroe a couple of years ago. But I could never watch that game. Not that I didn't want to learn from it. But in my heart of heart, I knew some of the mistakes I had made while I was coaching, and it was sometimes it was it was mistakes where I I felt I put undue pressure on the kids, thinking rather than taking the you know as a coach you know take the pressure off the kids, don't put the pressure on the kids. Right. And I learned a lot from that, and I don't think I was really intentionally putting pressure on, but you know I I ran some plays where I thought here's what we got to do, and I had some kids that really wanted to step up and win that, and they played phenomenally and. We could have easily won it that that won that game. We could have maybe even won state that year, but it wasn't meant to be. And uh, um, nonetheless, it was a great team, and I was very proud of them. And uh, but that that one stung a little bit. And uh, no, that I'm, I'm, hey Gary, know. that didn't sting a little bit. Come on now. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, no, let's just be, you know what? All of us are shaking our head because we all know guys that coached a long time. Mine was against Seussburg, and I've never watched that game either. And uh, I look, I can remember all kinds of parts of that one. I can't tell you much about state championship games. I can tell you the journey to get there, the sectional final games, you know, almost, uh, you know, half by half, sometimes right down to the last three minutes. I can tell you every play, but boy, that when you get to the state championship game, uh, for some reason, I don't have, I and mean, we've won. I won a few of those. I, I don't remember too much about those, but certainly that journey. Hey, Gary, thank you so much. And I promise you that people will hear his voice again on my shows because I'm going to reach out to him for, for my Faith in the Zone show. He'll be a guest coming up in the next couple of weeks. And then as we get in transition into basketball, I'm going to reach out to Gary a number of times to, to uh, with some questions that I have. But you will hear him on this show. And I just really appreciate your willingness to come on. On the other side of the break, Scott Schmidt and Maddie Schmidt are joining me. And uh, you're not worried about what they're going to say about you, are you? Oh, no. Uh, they, they, if they're going to tell you, they probably told the world. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That is awesome. Hey, um, do me a favor. Please say hello to Bev for me. And uh, thank you again, Gary, and I'll be in touch real soon. Thank you very much for having me today. Yeah, you bet. Uh, other side of the break. 
Gary's two sons uh, that both played for him. We'll talk to Scott Schmidt and Matthew Schmidt on the other side. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome welcome back to the Youth Sports Show brought to you by the champs, Donovan and Jorgensen, heating and cooling. I want to thank Gary Schmidt. Man, I, it's just so happy I got a chance to meet him in person. Hangs out with mostly really good people. I don't know about the Mike Hamilton one, but I'm nah, just kidding. I'm a Hamilton fan. We're now joined by his son, Scott Schmidt, who I've known for a while. Scott, how you doing? I'm doing well, uh, Mike. Thanks for having me. Good man, to hear from you. Again. Man, it's been a while. It has. Yeah, it sure it has. It has been a while. We're also joined by Matt Schmidt. Matthew, how are you today? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, let's, Matthew, let me start with you. So, I, look, I've talked to my kids about what it was like, and I just coached basketball, right? I coached a little football for a little while, um, coached a little baseball, but they weren't around back then, but the football and basketball they were. And your dad's coached a lot of stuff. And I know my son, we've had conversations that it wasn't always the best for, for him, but I think we got pretty good at it as we did it a little bit longer. Matthew, playing for your dad and being around sports all the time because your dad was so involved in it, um, that's a good upbringing in my eyes. How was it for you? Yeah, uh, again, first of all, thanks for having us. You know, it's a pleasure to be able to honor our father and, and what he's done for us both in sports and in life and, and the leadership and guidance that he's given us throughout uh, has been wonderful. So, Amen. Uh, so, yep. thank, so, so thank you. for. But uh you know, I think the best thing about uh, about our dad was that, that he wouldn't necessarily pressure us, right? He would he would push us to go out and I mean, he wouldn't push us to go out and be diehard and, and break our back athletes, but he would listen to us and and find out what we enjoyed and and did what he could to help us have fun. And uh, that just so happened to be sports. And when when we came to that conclusion, he would show us the possibilities, give us the opportunities, and <clears throat> excuse me, and nudge us in that direction. So, I mean, does that mean that he wasn't hard on us? No, of course not. I mean. You know, if we wanted something that we had to work at it, so obviously he, he held us accountable for our actions. But, but I think he, you know, the biggest thing is they let us have fun in the process. And uh, I think too many coaches or, or bosses, for that matter, nowadays take fun out of things and it turns people away. So, uh, so our dad was was just the opposite. Uh, you know, I mean, in I mean, he was a friend and coach all in one, and I think that's I think that's rare rare these days. So. Uh, is is always a blessing and uh, continues to be to this day. Uh, whether he coaches us in sports or coaches us in life, man, that what a great, really great comment. Thank you for that. Hey, Scott, you know we've we've had conversations about your dad, and that was prior to me actually meeting him in person when you and I used to do some things um, here over at Intercom, and and you know you always talked about. You know, growing up in a in a home with a guy that that really cared about his kids and cared about them as human beings, and also liked sports, and it was just a really good place for you. And it, what a what a phenomenal home to grow up in. Yeah, I mean, I think Matt kind of touched on a lot of the things, but you know, all of my memories growing up are revolved around sports and my dad, right? So it was not necessarily the games or the championships we won, um, and uh, we were blessed to win a bunch of different ones, but it was the practice, right? So being out in the uh, the middle of the road in, 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 a, in a New Berlin um, suburb uh, and my dad hitting us ground balls or uh, playing wiffle ball at our cottage or, you know, shooting hoops wherever. I remember one time we drove down to Florida and 
my dad made sure to find a um, hotel that had a basketball hoop outside so of he could shoot hoops. And of course he because, did. <laughs> right, and it wasn't because he had any delusional ideas like we were going to go pro. It was just this was something we loved, and it was something we did together, and and um, and we had a lot of fun doing it. Hey, um, Scott, who uh, who was the better uh, player, you or Matt, on the basketball floor? Well, <laughs> that's that's been a forty year debate, Mike. Um, hey. I would say I would say this. I got the most out of what I was given. Matt Matt was extremely blessed talent wise. I think Matt really came on his senior year. Um, I think uh, I, I think he was probably the better player our senior years. But when we played together. Uh, he wasn't quite at my level just yet, Matt. So if I if I <laughs> sold some tickets for a one on one game up to eleven somewhere in New Berlin, Matt, who would win that game? Oh gosh, right now, yeah. Um, you know, I, I would give that to Scott. Okay, um, uh, you know, I think uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I would give it to him. Son. Yeah, <laughs> that would win. I, I yeah. th- hey, I think the fact that you guys played and he had talked about it um, on the same team. At times, I think that that what what so many fun memories on stuff like that. Um, and look, I got a chance to meet your mom, and and he can't say enough good things. And and coaches' wives, there's a special place in heaven for them. I believe that. And I know that Bev was so proud last weekend. Were you guys up in up in the Dells last weekend? Because I didn't see you guys. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Man, there was a lot of people up there, boys. There was, but I, I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old, and um, as you know, Mike, that was quite the uh, it was great. It was a great event, but it was a very long. Event. Really so, long. Uh, we we were running in and out uh, the entire uh, afternoon trying to keep them busy. But you know, that, I think that's the cool thing about my dad. Now he's starting to coach my son Harrison. He, he helped me coach him in soccer this year, and Man. you know, coaches coaches never stop coaching. And although one chapter is is over in his life, and it was a pretty you know well uh, accoladed chapter, you know, he's now helping my son and. My daughter's going to be getting into sports probably in the next year or so, and so it's, it's pretty cool to see my dad uh, coach me or me remember, remembering him coach me at that age and now seeing him coach my uh, my kids at the same age. Man, it's it's awesome, and, and I really appreciate you guys coming on. Scott, is Cover 5 still going on? Are you still working with that? It is. It is. There, it's, um, as you know, Mike, you know when DraftKings FanDuel came on a couple of years ago, it kind of um, pushed a lot of people out of the industry. You know, at one point in time, we had about sixty or 70,000 people playing, which was, which was pretty cool, and your station was one of the stations that helped us out. So we have kind of uh, haven't done a lot with this system over the last couple of years, but uh, I think there's some exciting things happening in the background, and um, the, you can still play the game, but I think there might be a revival with some additions over the next couple of years, so it's, it's kind of cool. That's awesome. He is Scott Schmidt. Matt Schmidt, thank you so much for a couple of minutes of your time. We could have done a full hour on, on your dad, Gary Schmidt, and, and so proud of him for going into the Hall of Fame. And uh, it was great to meet him, and him and I are going to get together for coffee in the next couple of weeks because we have a lot in common. Scott, Matt, thanks a lot for your time, boys. No, really appreciate it, Mike. You two guys in the same room for coffee might be an all-day affair. Yeah, all yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking <laughs> we should do brunch, maybe. That's what I'm thinking, so we can stay uh, most of the day and eat. I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. I want to thank Gary Schmidt as well. Um, on the... Uh, the next show, we're, we're not yet ready to transition to football, so we're going to talk to a number of players that graduated and are heading off to a college, and one girl who's going to be back for her high school, but she's already going to Wisconsin to play softball, and we've got a number of really good guests on the Varsity Blitz Show coming up next. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling on 1250 AM, The Fan.